0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers close the gap on Celtic to two points With a 7-1 demolition of 10-man Motherwell Celtic do go top Despite being held to a 0-0 draw at Livingston With a new deal for Ryan Christie And not much changes for St Mirren at the bottom As Partick Thistle suffer another miserable weekend in the Championship I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray And the birthday boy Hugh Keevans There will now be a short intermission Where we play international football But when the press Premiership comes back We are rejoining a competition That is worthy of the name If there are five teams At the top of the league table And they are separated By just three points After one third of the season That's a competition Arithmetically Realistically Statistically Indisputably That's a competition Get on with it (laughs) No, it was a brilliant weekend Gone uh... Hearts and Celtic both dropping points Rangers had to win in which they did St Mirren, Dundee, I'm not sure a point did either of many good Refereeing calls, plastic, plastic surfaces We're here to take your calls It is all there, 0141 951 1025 On the phones, at Clyde SSB on Twitter Is your birthday Hugh Keevans yes. It's been plastered all over social media It's been ev- <laughs> everywhere you look I decided to do a bit of a bit of research To see who you share a birthday with Oh, oh right. I, I, I need to, to go for the list really? Grace Kelly Grace Kelly That was first on my list yeah. You've seen my list Hollywood heartthrob Ryan Gosling oh, who? Yeah I thought you might <laughs> see that Celtic um, can't, Legend? No Carlton Cole Remember him? Carlton Cole And my personal favourite Charles Manson Yeah well oh. Unfortunately yes yeah. Moving swiftly on who's, 0- no, who's no longer with us 0141 Is the number you need to get in touch So many talking points from the weekend I don't think we're quite ready To turn our full attentions To international football So get in touch And let us know uh, What bothered you Or pleased you from the weekend I think we'll start At Ibrox It was the, the, the second game yesterday If you like Stephen Gerrard Praising the ruthless and relentless performance in the 7-1 win against Motherwell uh, The Rangers boss says the players took confidence from the results elsewhere this weekend And says that helped push them on to victory Yeah, I'm very pleased uh, with the players Very pleased with the results Really good reaction from, from Thursday night And we asked the players to, to bounce back today and, and, and put a show on for the supporters and, and they certainly delivered that That's what I've been asking for the players since since we, we first started on, on June the 15th. We've used the words ruthless and relentless no matter the scoreline. Forget the scoreline, just keep going all the way till the final whistle and uh, and the lads did that today. I said to them at half-time, we're, we're 3-1 up, they're down to 10 men, what are we going to do? Are we going to carry on getting involved in a fight and playing on emotions or are we going to be calm and, and go and play with precision and, and, and tempo? That's going to hurt them and you'll get opportunities to go and make the scoreline as big as you want to make it and the players have delivered. Sometimes when you're playing um, the, the last fixture of the weekend and, and other teams win, it adds pressure and you've got to handle and you've got to cope and you've got to go and try and get maximum points. But you know, over the weekend it's been the opposite. Um, teams around us and above us have gave us an opportunity to go and close gaps and that really helped before the game. Going into the dressing room saying to the players, there's an opportunity for you to close the gap. Go and put a performance in that shows everyone that you're keen on staying towards the top of the table. We'll get to the controversial bits in a minute, Alec, but Motherwell lost four goals in 16 minutes. The second half was capitulation on their part and they can argue all they like about the sending off and the the pivotal nature of the sending off, but that second half performance, even with 10 men, that's unacceptable, surely. Alex, from a Rangers perspective, 
it's three points It's three yeah. points which moves them closer to Celtic um, But what about perhaps the knock-on effect of, of scoring so many Attacking so freely um, and, and boosting confidence? Yeah, well that was the key thing for Stephen Gerrard I think you mentioned there It was, it was vital that they capitalised uh, Having seen Celtic lose points earlier on the day You're right what you say there But you know, there was uh, various uh, goal scorers There was various assists Free-flowing and she was right, uh, they did cave in in the second half uh, uh, and, and the one thing that he said uh, they want, at half time, they wanted to be ruthless Do you want to just mm. go out and cruise through the match and be ruthless? I was critical of Rangers a few weeks ago when they played Hearts I didn't see that ruthless streak in them And I thought, I was a bit disappointed overall Because Hearts grew into the game And it was an opportunity And I think with Stephen Gerrard, you have to utilise that extra man And they did it uh, very well yesterday You can understand why the Rangers supporters are feeling uh, a bit bullish after that game Because... You know, they've seen and read and heard all about Celtic and the, the seven-game run without uh, loss and the uh, 23 goals scored in five matches prior to the game against Livington yesterday and that uh, amazing performance against RB Leipzig in the Europa League and Celtic have been outstanding but the league table tells you there's still only two points in front of Rangers so that's why I say we do have a competition here. Who would be the, the standouts in terms of Performance then yesterday Alex Well uh, I thought Arfield in the middle of the park Was great uh, You know he broke through the middle of the, the park His timing of the runs are really good And if he can get that delivery to him uh, Then he can be a standout I thought Ryan Jack who spoke prior to the game kicking off I felt as if he gives you that security He just gives the back four the support in which they need Whereas the others can kind, of, kind of lose their shape a little bit I thought as the game wore on I thought Gresda really grew into it You know he had one assist, two goals Young Middleton continues to impress on the left-hand side. And that's what they have to do, these two guys, because this is their opportunity to showcase what they can do. OK, it's 0141-951-1025. Get in touch, let us know what you think. We're going to get the thoughts of Stephen Robinson, the Motherwell manager, very soon. But let's firstly speak to Alan, who's a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. Hi, Alan. Good evening. It's first-time caller. Um, I, just, I don't understand why the pundits are writing Rangers off. We're two points behind... We've done brilliant in Europe. I mean, look at us last year compared to this year. And I just feel you're writing us off completely. Were you listening at six o'clock when I banged on about this is a proper competition? Yes, yeah, you took well, my thunder a wee bit there. Well, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's writing anybody off. Well, in the last couple of weeks, I certainly hear that. And I hear it on Scott Sport. Maybe I shouldn't mention that um, programme. But again, they're writing us off. And I think they've got a really good chance. I think Gerard's team will suddenly just click and I think we'll actually win the league this year. You know, even arithmetically. Let's just bring it down to your plain good old arithmetic. Arithmetically, yes. if there are only two points in it, that's a competition. Uh, we'll yes, see. We'll, we'll see how the competition unfolds. Rangers, we've got a big December coming up. They've got Hearts, uh -huh. Aberdeen, Hibs, Celtic all in the same month. Uh, so we'll yep. see what that brings. But uh, at the moment... You can't write Rangers or anybody else off. Um, so let's just be happy that we have a league competition worthy of the name. I love the fact that there are five teams separated by just three points and we're one third of the way through the season. But having said all that, Alan, if somebody writes anybody off, that's their opinion. And they'll have to deal with it if they're wrong. If they're right, then they can come back and, and you'll have to say you're sorry. But that's the nature <laughs> yes, of the absolutely. business. I, I totally agree with you And it's just a wonderful season It's great to see Aberdeen, Hibs, Celtic All these teams doing well Livingston as well And it's just so exciting For a change Yeah Yeah Alex 
What about the, the bigger picture for Rangers then? Hugh mentions the, the the league table. You simply can't. You cannot argue with that. The two points. Clearly, what's happened in the last few weeks is Celtic have put on a number of very impressive yes. performances, and that's perhaps caused people to to alter their opinions or yeah. whatever. What 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 about where where Rangers are at then at the moment? Well, listen. I think if you look back to the, the last couple of weeks, Rangers uh, had a disappointing result uh, in the semi-final. So that kind of sometimes detracts away as well, uh, losing two points because it's I a hope. it's a big game, wasn't oh, it? Absolutely, and it's crucial. You know, because as, as you keep saying, it's it's tangible. You can actually uh, you try to get silverware. So when you lose that, there's a natural disappointment. And then the 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 command look one one at Ibrooks first points they dropped the season. So. It's always interesting and I think we're very emotional in this part of the country because what happens is if Celtic's doing fabulously well and you drop a couple of points, all of a sudden it's a crisis. Now this has been missing for years. Yeah. Years, you know, this kind of pressure. You win, the opposition need to win and if you drop points, you know, the pressure just mounts. And this is what it's actually been missing. And as Hugh says, it's a competition and now that there's only two points in it, the Rangers fans are feeling buoyant on the back of it because it's if mm. you two weeks ago you're thinking it's Celtic are looking invincible. Alan, was it important to then not only win yesterday but win so convincingly and perhaps send out a bit of a message? Yes, I, th- I think it was. I mean, obviously Celtic have had some great results. I do think the Hearts team they played were totally under strength. I mean, Naismith was off um, and I believe they lost a big defender. Um but yes, I think it was, and um, we really scored. It seems to be the defence was was is a problem just now, but I don't know why that is. Well, I mean, anyway, yeah, you know, other than Rangers, uh, Kilmarnock, Stevie Clark saying he thinks that they should have more points, and had they uh, held on to the one goal advantage they had against Aberdeen at Rugby Park ten days ago, they'd be top of the league. Mm. So I think you have to pay due credit to those who have. Brightened up the start to the season Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Kilmarnock And let it not be forgotten Five games in a row 15 points No goals conceded Tommy Wright, St Johnston Stephen Robinson says he will not blame the referee For the 7-1 loss to Rangers He says his players need to take a long hard look at themselves He does say Carl McHugh's first booking was disgraceful And says the fourth official was out of his depth After being sent to the stands well, what I won't do, I'm not going to use the referee as an excuse. You can get beat, there's manners to get beat, and uh, it's so disappointing to watch that performance in the second half. Um, we looked like we had an excuse in the bag after that happened. I won't make no bones about it, the decision changes a big aspect of the game, but the manner of how we got defeat was, defeated was really disappointing. We certainly can't blame the referee for four or five of them goals. That was woeful defending, um, and people need to look long and hard at themselves after that. I thought it was a penalty. The letter of the law suggests that he needs to be sent off. The first bookings are a disgrace. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I have to say, referees getting conned continually by the same people continually. But, uh, yeah, in the letter of the law, after he's booked them, he has to send them off. But it should never have been a booking in the first one. Um, it certainly wasn't the reason why we went on and lost seven goals. Uh, six goals after that, you know, um, I think there's a lot of people looking for excuses today to hide behind a referee. I'm not going to use that. Yourself being sent to the stand, did you speak to Cody Craig Thompson? Uh, I think it's best I don't speak to them. Um, listen, members of their staff came up to voice their opinion. That was it. I was the only one sent to the stand. So, young boy, out of his depth as a fourth official, obviously can't deal with it. I don't think it was a major incident. You know, Stephen even said, Look, don't worry, I'll sort it out. In other words, you know, he'll deal with it and tell the staff to, to sit back down again. It's an emotional game. So, I don't think it was a major incident, but as usual, it was, it was made into something. Thought the first booking wasn't a booking. I think Morelos made a meal of it. Did you think it was a foul, Hugh? No. Right. Okay. Uh, and I, I didn't think it was 
one day of uh, a booking. Uh, the penalty is a penalty all day long. Um, but if we are trying to, or anyone is trying to make out a case for saying that the game would have been different had the the, the two bookings never occurred, I just think that Rangers on the day were irresistible. And by Stephen Robinson's own admission, his team's performance mm. was unacceptable. So when irresistible meets unacceptable, mm-hmm. it finishes up 7-1. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Robinson was quite clear there, Alex. Y- you can do both. They, they don't have to be interlinked. He acknowledges there were things that he was unhappy about as far as the ref was concerned. But he, if you listen to him, is in no way suggesting that that was why they were on the, the wrong end of that scoreline. After when I was doing the post-match, Gordon, uh, on the show, I said that it was fair play to him because he quite easily, I've seen it time after time, they try and pass the blame onto the, the officials. He didn't do that. And he was right to do that, to, to say what he said. Uh, you know, he felt as if his players let him down. It was woeful defending. And it was. Some of the stuff that was on display was really poor because I watched Hearts a few weeks before they became resolute and then they had an option going forward and they just didn't see that. They they, they caved in yesterday. Uh, going on to the, what you're talking about with the Morelos first booking, he's overreacted to the actual contact by McHugh. I thought it was a foul, but it was actually uh, totting up Hugh. They'd given a few free kicks before that uh, by Cal McHugh and literally 30 seconds after, 40 seconds after, the, he got the yellow card. It was a very similar uh, foul that Cal McHugh did again on Morello so again even if he didn't book him for that one it would have been one after uh, so it was a totting up process people are looking at that one foul and going that's never a yellow card so that is the true reflection it was more over the course of that first 30 minutes or 25 minutes whatever it was that, that, that he got that first yellow Michael's a Rangers fan in Paisley what's your point tonight Michael? How you doing guys? Yeah good thanks um, First of all I'd like to say congratulations to Rangers for the excellent display yesterday for Remembrance Day. Um, second of all, I'd like to congratulate them for what a tremendous performance they put in yesterday. Really showed some grit and determination. Uh, could have scored more goals, but hey-ho, I'm happy with this 7-1. Um, my next point was, was it Hugh, Hugh, was it you that said that Celtic would run away with the league? Pretty much saying that they would win by nine plus points. No, I I at no time ever stipulated a number of points. When we were all asked at the start of the season, who do you think will win the league? I said Celtic. So I'm pretty sure it was somebody last week though. That I'd say that um, yeah, it might, might be Gordon that you were talking about. He was fairly strong in, in that regard. But I mean, I, I take it you're on to disagree, Michael. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, no, I just... Can Rangers well, win it? Do you think Rangers will win it, Michael? Or are you talking about I, just getting closer? I've I've not once... I'm a Rangers fan I've not once said that Rangers are going to run away and win the league that's, yeah. that's not what I'm saying you know it's open and it's it's just slightly you know not no disrespect but the so-called war teams that are going to cause trouble for Rangers and Celtic you know taking points off here and there maybe getting a win so it's it I see it as empties the, know, the, the, the good thing about five teams separated by three points is that when Kilmarnock play Celtic or Rangers They're going to be a problem And they're going to have an effect On the, the league table And likewise St Johnston And likewise uh, Hearts once they get their players back uh, So that's the good thing about Five teams separated by three points But Michael Whether it was Gordon Diella Whoever who said nine points So what? If that's their opinion so what? Yeah, they'll, they'll have to stand by it if if uh, it's wrong and then they have to explain themselves. But if you state your opinion at this stage of the season, 
Surely that's fair enough Yeah but we're here so that people then disagree And that's all Michael's doing, that's fine There's no problem with that Can I come back in? Yes, on you go Sure, you just said at the start of the show though Maybe they should be writing off MD So maybe you should say that to your colleagues then Ah but I can't tell fellow pundits How to indulge in their punditry It's up to them I happen to think so do you still think Celtic will win it? Let, let's speak for yourself. Once a prediction is made... You're sticking by it. Yeah, so I, I <laughs> stick by Celtic winning the league. Mm. Okay, thank you to Michael and Paisley. It's 01419511025 to get involved. We are on Twitter, at Clyde SSB. We're going to hear from Brendan Rogers after Celtic were held to a 0-0 draw at Livingston. And that's coming up after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on an incident packed weekend of Scottish football. Give us a call if you've got anything to add, and it's at Clyde SSB. On Twitter as well um, McDee is on He says Any chance of talking about How great Morelos has been this season mm. Best player in the league by a mile He says uh, Well I mean that's probably A debate for another time But he's certainly, he's certainly Banging form Alex 15 goals Gordon It's really impressive it's, He's almost uh, Hit the target For the whole of last season it, For me His general All round game's improved He's holding the ball up He's bringing people into play He's phys- He brings a physical Because he's not the tallest You know But he backs in And he'll fight his corner uh, if if you're being critical, he would, um, you know, he's something about temperamental at times, gets involved in things that he doesn't. But you have to take into consideration as well. He's what twenty one, maybe twenty two oh. at best. So uh, he's developing very nicely, and I think the Rangers management team will be well pleased with him at the moment. All right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number. John in Bayliston has dialed. What did you make of your team at Livingston yesterday, John? Well, was the two bad? I do think, but. Uh, I want to speak to Hugh about the plastic pitches. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, John. Hello, Hugh. Good evening. Hi, sir. Now, I've travelled through yesterday. First day I've been to see Celtic playing on a plastic surface. Mm-hmm. They were travelling through Glasgow, through Lemison, spending dollar money. Celtic sold out three sides of the ground. Great support there. We're paying to be entertained, Hugh, there. On that surface, it's an absolute joke. I was sitting close to the front. Everything the ball bounces, it's going in the opposite direction. Players can't tackle, can't control the ball. I think there's no place in the Scottish Premier League for a plastic surface. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I've always called for an end to those surfaces. I think clubs should be given a season uh, in which to change over to proper grass. I do understand that there are economic reasons why... Uh, Livingston, Kilmarnock and Hamilton Ackies have these pitches but I just think that in our major league the Scottish Premiership to have 25% of the pitches in that league synthetic surfaces I think is a joke Uh, I agree with Brendan Rogers who said at the weekend that he thinks that local government or national government should be asked to contribute uh, towards the removal of these pitches and the, the installation of grass pitches again having said all that the pitch didn't cause Celtic to drop two points. You know, the, the the Livingston players have to be given great praise for their performance. The goalkeeper, Liam Kelly, was outstanding. He thwarted Celtic. Uh, so the pitch did not create a goalless draw. But your basic point, artificial surfaces, to have three of them in a 12-team league, I think is laughable. Yep, it's a 
Now, sure, I've got artificial grass in my back garden. The only thing it's good for is for your wee dogs to be on top It's got no push in football, honestly. No, you're, you're right, but the, here's the thing. Celtic were at Livingston yesterday. After the international break, their next match is at Hamilton Ackies on a pitch that's just as bad. Uh, so, until... Football examines this and decides that uh, it shouldn't have these pitches in the major league. We're stuck with them. Yeah, uh, again, there's probably two separate points here, Alex. If we want to have a more general discussion about, you know, should they be allowed and, and people have their opinions, most people don't like them. Um, but there's also a reality, as Hugh says, there are three clubs. Each team plays each other, you know, four times. You're almost... Going round in circles If you want yep. to say this Every time we we see a game on it, it It's certainly here to stay For this season What about the game yesterday? I have to say I thought Livingston Were absolutely brilliant We were just talking During the break there In terms of how they go About their business Just just as a club They play with the back three Very aggressive Centre halves The middle of the park They have terrific work ethic But I have to say The boy Jacobs Was absolutely tremendous Getting yeah. about the place And they have a boy up front Who actually fights his corner And tries to bring these guys Into mm. play on another day Celtic could have scored a couple The, the goalkeeper was absolutely brilliant yeah. As you said But Come back to the plastic pitches As you said Gordon They are here to stay For this season anyway Because They've spent a lot A lot of money Putting their pitches down here oh. You know And uh, unfortunately You can't just rip them up Because you know They've put a hell of expense Unless they're subsidised I think it's an interesting turn of phrase What was it you said That Dolly Menga did? Fight, fights his something like that. Well, funny you should say that because Brendan Rodgers believes he should have been sent off in the game yesterday. He says he's got no complaints about his players dropping points because they've been playing so well up until recently. For nil nil, I thought it was a good game, and um, I think it was credit to both teams. I think the um, we did the basics of the game very very well. You know, Livingston really test you with how they play and their throw-ins and deep free kicks and corners, and I thought we stood up to that really well. And obviously then the game opens up a bit and uh, we had we created a number of chances and, and obviously the, the goalkeeper was man of the match so uh, he made three fantastic saves. So like I say, I have no complaints with my players. You know, they've given absolutely everything this last seven weeks. And like I say, you, I think you give credit to Livingston because I think they showed why they're a tough team to break down and, and of course, like I say, they, why they've been up towards the top. Can I get your take on the incident in the first half between Dolly Mingo and Ryan Christie? Yeah, he should have been sent off. I thought at the time, just in, uh, in in real time, looking at it, I thought he gestured his head towards Rye. Um, and then when I seen it after the game, he, it was actually more aggressive than, than what I thought. So he was very, very lucky to, to stay on the pitch. If the SFA compliance officer does not offer Dolly Menga a two-game suspension, I'll be amazed because the intent was there. Uh, Have you not said that about some of the previous ones this season? Well, you know... Th- me and Stevie Clark have been known to get it wrong, uh, but it's a straightforward red card, uh, and you know I'm quite sure uh, that he will be offered a, a two-game ban. Alex, this is where I'm anticipating a couple of days arguing about this, regardless yeah. of the outcome, because I think it's fairly obvious to anyone who watched that incident that Dolly Menga behaved in a way which we would prefer footballers didn't. There's yeah. cl- there's clearly a, a headbutt action. The, the the question will, as we've seen before, will come down to, you know, the, the level of contact and things like that. And if it is to be scrutinised by this three man panel of former referees, um, then 
they have to unanimously agree yeah. uh, that, it, that it should have been a red card yeah, Hugh's uh, pretty clear on yeah, No listen uh, I was asking you the, the rules there Gordon About the excessive force And the brutality But you were mentioning That it doesn't actually matter To the head Are there a bit more Yeah well, well We've read the rules So many times this season Won't bore you But if you think back to Whether it was Morelos Alan McGregor And we got used to this idea Of excessive yeah. force And brutality When it comes to kicking out that's not the same when it comes to actions to the head or face So there isn't the same but sort what, of what is the leverage, there. Gordon? That's what I'm actually saying There seems to be a grey there Because as you are saying it's, it's motioned There's clearly motioned You don't advocate that But I'm, I'm confused in terms of where the actual contact is You know, because you see players actually going head to head at times And there is contact But for me there was no contact yesterday uh, Otherwise the boy would have been down to drop a hat uh, So... I think it's a I think it's a grey area, and I'm not exactly convinced as you saying in terms of whether it will be a two game uh, offer to yeah. the boy. I think what we can be clear on though is that it'd be nice if players didn't act Absolutely. like that. Listen, yeah. there's no need for it, you know, because the, you know it was handbags at best, and there was no need for that reaction. It was a couple of little pushes, and this is one of the things that you see with footballers in modern day football as well uh, as the old days. Your ego kicks in here And you want to go toe to toe And square up And all this carry on And it's just absolute handbags yeah. You know So it's, it's totally yeah, unnecessary I, I think Livingston uh, First class team the, the effort is sensational They have a good goalkeeper Which is always a help And Menga is vitally important for them He is a pest and a half But He'll be sitting up in the stand uh, Quite regularly Unless he Curbs certain urges uh, Brendan Rogers also confirming Christopher Iyer could be out for quite some time It looks like a fractured eye socket from that game uh, The Celtic boss says quite simply It was always going to be tough because One, Livingston's style of play And this much maligned pitch that we've been hearing about tonight Yeah, no, he's struggling He's broken his eye socket So it's, it looks a really, really sore one He's in a lot of pain at the moment So he's probably going to need surgery for that Which is a, a real shame for him So... Uh, so yeah, he's in a bit of pain at the minute. Ah, it was it's a, it, uh, he's in real real agony, you know, and in this area of his uh, of his cheekbone and that. So um, so yeah, so the the medics will look after him and hopefully he can get that repaired as soon as possible. Then. In fairness to the boy, and he's he's a fantastic young player who's a model professional. You know, does absolutely everything he can to be ready. You know, and uh, you know the case of coming in today, and it was just a really really unfortunate incident. Yeah, yeah, we we haven't. Been close enough. The season started slowly for us, but been so pleased with the last seven weeks or so in performance level. We were never going to reach the level today, and you know, even if we could have of what we had been, you know, in terms of goals and creativity, because the surface is really difficult to for that. And then you add to a team that defend really well, that was always going to be difficult for us. But a point is a good point here. Yeah, well, Christopher Ayer, uh, very very unfortunate. I mean, he, he's gone. He's headed down into the opponent's head. Uh, and at the time on yesterday's programme, I said I think it's his eye socket. Um, Doctor Shug. Yeah, well, it's a you know it's not a laughing matter for him, and he'll be out for weeks and weeks. So, uh, hope he recovers well. In the meantime, it'll be Benkovic and Boyata at the yeah, back. Well, it's a speedy recover to to the lad because he's right. What he says, he does everything properly. You know, he's given himself an opportunity to come in. But they also have uh, the boy Henry as well, Hugh. So they've got options: Boyata, Henry, Benkovic. So they're quite strong in that area. Seminovic, Seminovic uh, as well. Yeah. The result on the end of of a run that Celtic have been on. Yeah. You know, if if, the, if that nil nil at Livingston comes on the back of a few other sticky results, these phones would be inundated with people. You know. Complaining and all the rest of it But in the last few weeks Celtic have been Almost flawless domestically And therefore As as Brendan Rodgers says It's a tough place to go 
you take the point and get on with it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, Celtic have been terrific. The seven-game run has been fantastic. The football played has been exceptional. The goals scored uh, have been extraordinary. Part of the nature of competition, though, is that one day you'll meet a very, very good goalkeeper. You'll meet people who tackle like demons. <laughs> you will not necessarily be at your very best. The pitch will certainly not be to your liking. Uh, and that happens So every now and then A draw will come along Or one day a defeat will come along you have That's the nature of football Sure, you see, see uh, you know, in terms of looking at it, You spoke very well there about the last four or five games That Celtic, 23 goals It's been phenomenal yeah. uh, going forward they, they they defended for a life as well yesterday Celtic mm. In terms of their long throws They, they are, poof, that's yeah. a real weapon You know when you look at Halkett, Lifkoe uh, Gallica come up because they're all big guys, and yeah. you know you have to deal with that. So to keep a clean sheet, I think that'll be a positive. Yeah, and also, you know, Scott being a lot has been made of Liam Kelly, and, and in particular the save from Tom Rogic, and that's perfectly correct. Uh, Scott Bain had one or two outstanding saves himself. So as I say, in a football competition, one day. They'll come along a hard old game and a draw or a hard old game and a defeat. Uh, John is a Celtic fan in Motherwell. What's your point tonight, John? Hi, it's just a point for Alec and I would just like to know your opinion on it. It's something you said a few minutes ago, Alec, just that Ryan Christie when Menger moved towards him, he said it, there was contact actually if you look at it on TV and also the fact that you said that if there had been contact it would have flung himself to the floor. Yeah. And I would say rather than say that you know, I think there maybe should be a bit of credit for Ryan Christie for not doing that. But try to wipe that sort of stuff out of the Scottish game. Do, do, well, look, look, say, John, John, I, I, I take your point on board in terms of, see if you think there was any contact at all, I'm absolutely certain that Ryan Christie went down because that is a big old unit. So I think if you're saying it's the minimalist no, of minimalist... Yeah, but what 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 about John saying though? Perhaps there was you know it wasn't a full on headbutt capable of knocking him out, but there was contact and Ryan Christie did well then to to react in a way that we would prefer to see players behave rather than the usual throwing, throwing themselves around. Yeah, but that just tells you there was no contact. No, no, but but how does it? How you made that connection? Because uh, uh, having watched Christie over the years, I don't think he takes any uh, encouragement to go down. But what if yesterday was different? <laughs> well, maybe it was, but that's not the way I saw it. You're basically basing it on previous things, Alex, rather than what happened yesterday. Yeah, I do. Th- I do think we're getting away from it a bit, Alex. I think that's a. I think you know what the point I'm trying to make is. You know there was contact. Everybody saying it. Hugh said that he's going to get a two match. He's going to be offered a two match ban. Yeah. So bottom line is everybody agrees with that. I don't think so, John. I listened to Dermot Gallagher today, and he says it wasn't uh, a red card. So. That's no factually correct Yeah, the Gallagher's never worked in Scotland What's that got to do with? He's refereed at the top level for years He gives an so, opinion yeah. every weekend Just yeah. as we do So uh-huh. So well, you, you just said two, John, you said two minutes ago That everybody's in agreement with you I've just told you that Dermot Gallagher's no So That blows your argument out the window What's your, what's your opinion on it, Hugh From staying in his feet? Um, yeah, I think that's honest um, I, I do think the intent was there from Dolly Menga uh, And the important person now is Claire White, who is the SFA compliance officer. And then, as Gordon said, you need to have a unanimous verdict from three people who will examine the incident. Uh, if two believe it should have been a red card, but one doesn't, then Dolly Menga gets off with it. So 
I now happily leave it to the rule makers and the rule enforcers. They will have to decide whether they think it merits investigation, point one. And point number two, will three people be in unanimous agreement that it was a red card? I think it was. So does Brendan Rogers. All right, 0141-951-1025. Thank you to John in Motherwell. We're going to take more calls on those topics. Uh, and the way you watch your Scottish Cup on television will change going forward. We'll bring you that story after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch in a couple of ways on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Just a, a bit of football news to drop in there today, Hugh, is that the Scottish FA has announced a, a six-year broadcast deal to basically change the way yeah. uh, that you or I or, or the listeners consume the Scottish Cup on television. So it's now going to be split amongst BBC Scotland and Premier Sports. Remember them? They've had a lot of the, yeah. the sort of early uh, European qualification rounds. So that is a, subs- a subscription channel, BBC Scotland, free to air. The the highlights, if you like, you know, obviously is a, is a bit of a, a decent money maker for the Scottish FA. Um, and the fact that there will be more free games, if you like, than ever because BBC Scotland are getting some extra games. Mm-hmm. That is perhaps, in some people's eyes, outweighted by the fact that you'll have to get an extra subscription if you want to watch them on, on Premier Sports. Yeah. It's one of these ones that you're bound to upset someone. Well, too much pay-per-view is bad because supporters pay through the nose to watch football live uh, and uh, if you are a armchair supporter for a variety of reasons, too much pay-per-view, you can't afford it, quite simply. You, you wonder, with all of the pay-per-view channels, why Scottish football does not investigate properly the idea of having their own TV channel. Uh, and Sell the rights? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, if you are sitting there wondering, how am I going to watch? If I wanted to watch all the games in Scotland, I need, I need Sky, I need BT, uh-huh. and I now need Premier Sports. Um, but with regards to the Scottish Cup, like I say, there will now be six extra games for free yeah. on the BBC so there are, there are still more free games than ever before it just dep- it probably depends um, if you're a and th- it depends how positive you are about these things or we, not. We, we have to be realistic about the world in which we live we are in a world of haves and have nots and too much pay-per-view television is too costly uh, for a large number of supporters and they are going to rebel against it so You know, it's all right for people who can easily afford BT, Premier Sports, Sky, but there are others out there who cannot afford all that. It's 01419511025 on the phones. Paul is a Rangers fan in Crookston. What did you take away from the weekend, Paul? Hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Um, Hi, Alex. Um, Really good weekend. Um, Surprised about the, the result that sees seven one coming up against um, Motherwell. Usually quite tight and compact, but um, can't grumble. Uh, closed the, the the gap with the, the goal difference as well. Um, so really, really positive. I just before I make my main point, just you know talking there about that TV deal. Uh, I think that's quite negative to be honest with the, the Scottish Football Association doing that. I mean they do it with the, the national team as well. They usually put Scotland friendlies on that Premier Sports and. I get what Hugh was saying. I totally agree. I think you no, know, it's 
commercialised and it's expensive, but it's also expensive to go to these games as well for, for the fans. And I think when you look at other associations like England, for example, they put them on ITV for, for people to generally watch. But I think it's a money-making exercise by the Scottish Football Association. They do it to go to games as well. I mean, you play Malta, for example, and they want £30 a ticket. That's I think it's pretty poor But anyway that's just so It's a bit of a tough one though Paul It's a bit of a tough one though Paul Because at the same time Loads of people say You know that we should be You know marketing our game And, and selling our game and, and trying to get top dollar For it So Is there not an element of, of Damned if you do And damned if you don't uh, I think there's other ways You can generate revenue And I just think Why do the SFA Not maybe appoint a No like a Specific person role to to consult with fans and find out different well, avenues to, to generate. And I'm uh, sure other associations do that type of thing where they, they do a bit of consultation with fans and things. It just feels like they make a decision and just go for it. But but anyway, that that was irrelevant. I mean, it wasn't part right, of going then. up to date about that. But I, um, I, it was just about see what maybe Alec thinks about this one. Um, I was watching the, the Celtic Livingston game yesterday, and I watched Livingston against Rangers. And this Dolly Menger, I was just wondering whether he would be a, a good addition for, for Rangers maybe in the January tar- transfer window. I thought he was really strong. Um, really excellent holding up the ball. And I know maybe Lafferty does that, but just think maybe adds another wee bit to the game. I think he played excellent against both the Old Firm teams. Um, but then again, I've seen players moving to the Old Firm and they don't maybe set up to the standards. So, but maybe could you ch- throw in a cheeky bid, maybe a couple hundred thousand and and see what Livingston said about that Well I haven't Having watched him In both games I thought he's been excellent And uh, he is a, a, a number nine as such he, he backs in He brings people into play He brings a physicality To their play uh, Which you need uh, I'm sure Rangers Will be looking to try And bring in a number nine uh, Again Because um, I think um, What's the big guy Sadiq Omar Sadiq Will probably go back to Roma I don't think he's Anywhere near the level In which they're looking for so they'll be looking to try and bring another one in. So this this boy may well be on the radar. I'm not quite sure about how many goals he's actually scored. Is he good enough to get Rangers where they are? I'm still a bit undecided in that one. You know, he is still young. So uh, development, maybe. I think he was down at Blackpool last year, Gordon. Is that right? I think he was down down south at the lower level. So I'm not quite sure he uh, would enhance Rangers and where they're at at the moment, Paul, to be honest. Aye, no, no, that's fine. As I said, I just thought he'd bring that physicality in the team. Um, I think that's maybe sometimes what Rangers maybe maybe like, but I just imagined them there maybe holding the ball up for Morelos and, and others to go into it. But um, and and Liam Kelly was another one outstanding. What, why did why did Rangers let him go? Do you know? I thought he's been outstanding. The Livingston, but again, I've seen this with players who play at a certain level and they stand out, and then they come to play in front of a bigger audience and it doesn't seem to work out. Do you know? So. Oh well, listen. That was just to get those points in. Thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what about what about the game itself yesterday, Paul? In terms of from, from a Rangers perspective, if you were looking for a, a list of positives, there are the obvious ones, aren't there? You know, the three points, the seven goals. But perhaps when you dig a bit deeper, a couple of goals for Eros Gresda. Not seen too much of him. Another goal for Glenn Middleton. I, I take it there were a, a few different aspects that pleased you. Oh, definitely. I think like goals spread across the team. I think. Um, Gresna, as you said, just to give him a bit more confidence. I think he started a little bit slowly, but and it's happened at the right time. I think it's happened just before. Well, you could have people. No, you could say it's happened at the wrong time because we've come up to an international break. But I just think maybe this will give a bit of confidence in the team now. They can get a, a bit of a break for some of them, and um, for those that aren't going on in that international breaks and things like that. And just 
it just throws well, like she's been been going on about it all night. Um, about the, the, the points, you know, we've, we've closed the, the points. There's now only two points in it. There's a lot of teams in there in the mix. Um, I mean, when was the last time you could say how many teams were three points off the top spot? <laughs> We've been going yeah. back years. Um, so I think Rangers are on a good footing. I think, you know, disappointing against Spartak Moscow, Moscow but listen, where were you 12 months ago? <laughs> we were, we're yeah. in the wilderness, so... Uh, yeah, I, I think, I, um, you're absolutely right. There. Yeah, I, I think if the field will thin out and I believe that once we get to March, April time, it'll be about Celtic and Rangers. Unless Stevie Clark is a miracle worker and can keep Kilmarnock in the mix. Tommy Wright is doing a fantastic job at St. Johnson, but I don't see them March or April being this close to the top. Um, Aberdeen may rise. We'll find out. But I think it will come down to Celtic and Rangers. But... When they play Kilmarnock and St Johnson and Aberdeen and Hearts and Hibs, it's going to be harder. And Livingston have shown, because Rangers lost there and Celtic left two points behind there, Livingston have shown that they're a pest as well. So there's a an air of competitiveness about. Thank you to Paul and Crookston. Um, just looking at Twitter at Clyde SSB, Stephen Ray's full of praise for Glenn Middleton. He says he's been outstanding for us, only 18 years old as well. A big future ahead of him It's time for this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday And Saturday It is time for tonight's Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans, the birthday boy, is up potentially As is Alex Ray And if you want to take them on I mean, imagine the incentive of coming on here And spoiling Hugh Keevans' birthday That I mean, some of you dream of that type of stuff What more could a person ask? 0141-951-1025 Give us a call and give us a call right now Because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you do want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been looking back on an action-packed weekend of Scottish football uh, None more so than Ibrox yesterday Eight goals, Rangers with seven of them And a few controversial moments as well The goalless draw at Livingston has also been high on the agenda So if you've got any calls on them Keep them coming uh, and we're going to hear from Ryan Christie Who's signed a new contract at Celtic So get your thoughts in on that That's coming up after this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is time for tonight's Beat the Pundit And you'll be pleased to know later on There is no more lip reading Hugh oh, Am I glad <laughs> The full time teaser is back So uh, yeah You've got that to look forward to But Beat the Pundit first Hugh and Alex both standing by One of them Is going to take on John from Thornley Bank How are you tonight John? Not too bad Panel how are you doing? Yeah not bad at all What did you make of your team yesterday? You're a Celtic fan John uh, I thought it was, it was As Hugh said It was a mixed It was a mixed performance uh, I thought it was obviously disappointing not to win, but like I say, sometimes it just doesn't come off you. Sometimes it can be a loss, sometimes it can be a draw. But the point was, Celtic had chances on goal, uh, and sometimes it just doesn't mm. happen. It's not your day. Couldn't quite get the win. Let's see if you can fit a little bit better tonight. Hugh and Alex are standing by. Heads, it's Hugh, tails, it's Alex. And it is going to be Hugh. The oh. chance to ruin his birthday, John. No pressure. I'm going to give oh, yeah. Hugh some Clyde 2 in his ear. 
uh, And make sure that he doesn't know what we are saying And we'll get the clock up and running John you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit Johnny Ready? Great Yep ready Okay Who's signed a new three year deal with Celtic today? Ryan Christie What nationality is Hearts Ben Garuccio? Croatian What's the name of Livingston's goalkeeper? Which Scottish Championship club's mascot Is a border collie called Doogie? Air United What goal difference are both Celtic and Rangers on? What year of the noughties did Demarcus Beasley join Rangers? Take your time What year of the noughties did Demarcus Beasley join Rangers? Of the noughties uh, 9 Think about that John What year of the noughties It begins with the words 2000 Sorry uh, 2005 <laughs> Right okay uh, That was a Gordon DL answer That one John Right I'll bring Hugh Keevans Back here with us Hugh I am You are you enjoying some Play 2 My, you? Madonna yeah, it was yeah, A favourite like of a yours Like a prayer yeah, Like nah. a, a prayer Okay good Hopeless she is Right <laughs> <laughs> He's a harsh critic His harsh criticism extends to, to music as well as football You ready Hugh? Yes Who's signed a new three year deal with Celtic? Ryan Christie What nationality is Hearts Ben Garuccio? Australian What is the name of Livingston's goalkeeper? Liam Kelly Which Scottish Championship club's mascot is a border collie called <laughs> Doogie? Uh, Ross County uh, What goal difference are both Celtic and Rangers on? Um Plus six. Uh, what year of the noughties did Demarcus Beasley join Rangers? 2002. Okay. What are you thinking, John? Uh, poor. <laughs> poor. Yes. Right, let's go through them and find out how poor. Have you Lee Kelly. Ah, ah no, I knew that would be on the tip of your tongue having just played them yesterday, but it's a wee bit harder when the, the pressure's on and that clock's ticking down. The, the first one it couldn't have been easier because it's been everywhere and I just mentioned it about three seconds before Beat the Pundit. But anyway, who's signed a new three-year deal with Celtic? It was Ryan Christie. You both got it. One all. I'm impressed with you, I must admit. The nationality of Hearts Ben Garuccio. Australian. Did you read it somewhere today? No, no, it's stuck in my mind for some reason. Yeah, get on you, alright, I'm impressed with that. It shows you I've clearly got low expectations yeah. of you. And rightly so. Yeah, you got it right, 2 1. Uh, you made it 3 1. The name of Livingston's goalkeeper, Liam Kelly. John, I could tell it was on the tip of his tongue, he just couldn't quite get it out. Which Scottish Championship club's mascot is a border collie called Doogie? The Dunhamer. Oh, Queen of the it's South Queen of the South There we go So 3-1 to Hugh What goal difference are both Celtic and Rangers on? You're doing them a bit of a disservice It's plus 21 oh. uh, And what year of the noughties Did Demarcus Beasley join Rangers? It was 2000 and Eight. Alex It was 7 oh. Close very close indeed Not close enough though uh, John It was a tough old outing For you and beat the pundit Hugh Keevans The birthday boy Has beaten you by 3 points to 1 Hard lines John I'm lucky Hit the post guys Alright John <laughs> No I'm sorry That was your miles over the bar 3-1 <laughs> Hit the post 3-1 was decent Hugh I, I'm, I'm especially impressed With your Ben Garuccio I mean studying well, hard Even on your birthday Well done to you Yes You see If you're an American Or an Australian Or a Canadian You come from someplace else And <laughs> What? You know they, they, they all have Strange sounding names Right Because okay. they, they, they've arrived In Australia Or America Or Canada From a variety of places You see Right okay So this is 
some sort of lesson with Hugh Keevans. I just looked in the Canadian producer, just popped his head <laughs> over the top of the computer there and I, I had just, a look at what was going on. I just threw him in. Yeah, just to just to get him involved. Make, him make sure happy. he's not falling asleep make in there. Okay. Let's hear from Ryan Christie and I'd like to hear your thoughts on his new contract. Um, it has been in the pipeline for the last week or so uh, and eventually it got over the line today. So, um, yeah, Ryan Christie, as you heard him beat the pundit, signed a new three-year deal. It comes on the back of some impressive performances recently. I think most of you Celtic fans have been enjoying what you're seeing. Um, the 23-year-old says he'd love to play as a striker for Scotland in the upcoming Nations League matches. Um, and he's also been asked about that flashpoint with Dolly Menga, which he describes as a weird one. Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind to be fair. For the last couple of weeks, I've just been happy to kind of maintain my, my place in the starting eleven and enjoyed my football. And you know, the, the the team as a whole has been playing pretty good stuff, and we've uh, managed to turn results. Well, we've had a, a run of very good results. So, um, you know, as a as a whole team, we're, we're delighted. And you know, for me personally, obviously, this tops off a, an amazing wee period for me. Yeah, obviously, I think um, it helps scoring the goal and you know, kind of um, making a proper impact. I think before that, I'd come off the bench a few times. I started without really. Um, you know, putting my stamp on the game. So, um, you know, I, th- I think kind of getting that first goal and it obviously gave me plenty of confidence. And um, you know, since then it's just kind of snowballed since there. They're looking for a, a striker at the moment. Would that be a role you'd be happy to, to play? Of course, yeah, of course. I'll be happy anywhere on that pitch. But you know, I've, at the start of this season, when um, there's a few injuries as well up front for for Celtic, I was I was coming on up there and enjoyed it as well. So I'm happy to play anywhere on the park. It was a flashpoint yesterday with Dolly Menga. What were your thoughts on that? It was a bit of a strange one. I've been asked about it since, and I, I don't really know what to say. I, it seemed to come out of nowhere. And then, obviously, the referee talked to us. I, it sounded like, from what I was told, that the referee or some of the officials had seen it. Obviously, it's up to them to, to give the decision. I can't really say anything on it. But, yeah, it was it was obviously a tough game, and there was there was plenty of um, aggression shown throughout the game. So it was something we needed to kind of stand up to throughout the whole game. Hugh Keevans, a lesson in... Taking your opportunity when it comes along yeah. And making the most of that opportunity And then getting a, a reward at the end of it He's the surprise emergence of the season for Celtic He comes on uh, into the game against Hearts Betfred Cup semi-final Murrayfield uh, He should have been credited with two goals But only gets one of them uh, The one he was credited with is an absolute peach uh, And he hasn't looked back and he's in the Scotland squad and, uh, you know, I'm sure he's in Alec McLeish's thoughts because uh, from middle to front, we need to show intent and uh, beginning with Albania on Saturday, carrying it on into the Israel game. So I'd like to think he'd be involved at some stage in one or both of those matches. So he's got his reward and Celtic have quickly realised, Brendan Rodgers has quickly realised that uh, he can definitely work with this guy and it proves that if you are sent out on loan, that doesn't mean the club's had it with you and that they are contemplating giving you to that club on a permanent basis or selling you on elsewhere. He has used the loan period to his advantage. He's come back all the better for it and today he gets his reward. Alex, can Ryan Christie serve as an example to other young players who, who go to clubs and initially it takes a bit of time to break into the first team and as Hugh mentions, you get put out on loan Never to sort of give up and, and believe that you can still get back there Force your way into the team Take your chance when it comes along Gordon, he, he's been a, a terrific young talent I, I watched him at Inverness When I was covering games a few years ago For, for Radio Clyde I was really impressed with him His technical ability was brilliant I actually look as if he's Going to Aberdeen's been a brilliant move for him he's, he's gained experience He's come back And it's very difficult to break into the Celtic team With the personnel which they have 
you look at the recent form, you know, for the boy, he's uh, he's had three goals in his last five games. He's got a new contract. The key thing for him now is to try and maintain that because obviously some of the Brown and Sham and all that will be coming back. Oh. But in current form and breaking into the international scene, he's really stepped up to the mark. We always hear about playing players in form. Hugh Evans, yeah. should Alex McLeish find a space for him? Well, on Saturday, the the debate in Albania will be who should play up front. I'm inclined to say that if Stephen Fletcher's been recalled and is a natural number nine, he might be the one. But Ryan Christie can do a job in a, an attacking sense and we need that. We need a good, positive result in Albania and by that I mean a win uh, to carry on into the match against Israel at Hamden. The Celtic players in the squad, McGregor and Forrest and Christie, uh, are all in very good form and should all be given... Consideration by Alec McLeish you know, I mean We know he's not an out and out striker Alex But whether it's there Or whether it's in one of the Midfield roles behind Again we don't even know uh, What formation Alex McLeish Is going to go with So it's quite difficult to predict But if you are talking about Playing players on form yeah. Is Ryan Christie one of them? Yeah without doubt He, he, he caused uh, Liam Kelly uh, Some problems yesterday as well he, he rifled one Which Kelly saved brilliantly Three goals in his last few games as well he's, he's, it, it, You're right when you say Gordon If you're talking about purely on Current form He would very much be In Alec McLeish's uh, front But again You don't know What the personnel Is going to be And uh, you know John McGinn scored again At the weekend From the middle of the park So uh, I'll be interested To see what Big Alec goes with. But the one thing That Christie brings as well Is technical ability And pace Yeah well A lot of people Have been making this comparison In the last few days I know you're a keen observer Of midfield players mm. Particularly the goal In Europe Where they set up um, The other evening Was that Stuart Armstrong-esque That, that sort of Run beyond is, is that something That he brings to the table Well he, he has a lot Gordon Because you actually see him Dropping in deep He likes to tick things over As well A bit of rotation With the midfield He picks up really good uh, Areas in around The number 10 And he also runs in Behind as well So he's actually got A lot Gordon And and he also can do The, the other side of it as well He's starting to improve On the defensive side of it. So he's developing Really nicely And I can totally understand Why uh, Brendan Rodgers and Celtic have decided to give him a three year contract Laurie's a Celtic fan and Dennis and Laurie what do you make of that new contract for Ryan Christie has he been catching your eye? fantastic but can I just say can, can I speak to my fellow Dennis Tony and Alec? Yes How are you Laurie? Alec uh, is Dennison's second most famous export uh, after Lulu I've been waiting on the lady well uh, muck after you come down and buy me a pint <laughs> Laurie Ray days are well and truly Pass me mate <laughs> <laughs> Since we stopped getting a lot uh, Since we stopped getting guys, a lot I'll tell you what I, I had predicted on the programme Several weeks ago That one by one The contenders would start to To, to drop off uh, In terms of the, the title race uh, And so it's proven to be the case Hearts, Hubs, Aberdeen etc I think ultimately It will be a two horse race Celtic and Rangers uh, I would like to ask uh, Alec and Hughes uh, opinions that as much as for the first time in several years I now look at a team other than Celtic's result uh, namely Rangers that uh, I'm afraid they do not have the depth uh, of talent in terms of personnel uh, to contest the title long term and I think that when they meet Ibrox uh, at an early fixture Celtic will finish off Rangers a challenge The panel's uh, thoughts The only response I would give Laurie Is that for all that we have Praised Celtic to the sky And for all that we have Acknowledged Ryan Christie's Emergence 
uh, Edward, who had eight goals in eight games prior to yesterday's match, James Forrest, Callum McGregor, I've said in the programme this uh, week, the best player in Scotland in my opinion. For all of that and for all of the seven game run and the 25 goals in those seven games, Celtic are still only two points above Rangers. So you have to give credit where it's due. Somehow, Steven Gerrard has just about matched Celtic and you're right, December 29 at Ibrox will be an important day. But I think I celebrate competition. I celebrate the fact that five teams are separated by three points. I remember Kilmarnock beating Celtic. I remember Kilmarnock going to Ibrox and frustrating Rangers there and getting a one-all draw. Steve Clark is doing an immense job there. So I think you have to give credit where it's due. Uh, Hearts have been very, very unfortunate. My, my suspicion is that they will fall away. But I celebrate competition, Laurie, and I think it's great to be where we are at this precise moment, one third into the season. Yeah, Laurie, I was in, it was interesting in, in your thoughts there. I, I said on the show yesterday after the game that if Rangers could get into that old firm game in the 29th, uh, two points adrift Get into that They would feel as if If they can get some Sort of positive result Because I think that's What it's going to take Rangers to actually Get the real belief You know I think it's, it's All fine and dandy Two points after 12 or 13 games Behind Celtic But when you're looking At half the halfway stage Effectively Then what you're looking at Is right okay Can they do it Then that'll be a defining uh, Moment as well uh, I, I said at the beginning Of the season I felt as if it would be um, Celtic then Rangers uh, I, I totally agree with you. I think Hearts have been unlucky in terms of the personnel in which they've, they've lost because it's key, key players and they don't have the strength and depth that the other two have. And I think January as well, Laurie, will be interesting because I think both of them will strengthen come January, Rangers and Celtic. Laurie, just before we let you go, your thoughts then on that new contract for Ryan Christie? Absolutely fantastic. Can I say that uh, for the last few years, uh, I've always said that uh, Ryan Christie, this is prior to him being loaned out to Aberdeen, I would form a fantastic left-side partnership with Kieran Tierney and I'm glad that time has vindicated uh, me. Laurie, you know your stuff. That's the bottom line here. 01419511025. John Campbell agrees. Laurie, he says, I don't think Christie was a surprise. Anytime he's come on, he has looked the part. Well, you know, as I say, he gets his reward today. But I think if everyone's being honest, they didn't expect to see Ryan Christie emerge in the way that he has done uh, in the last few weeks. But he got that contract because of one thing. He's a very good player. He's not getting it because he's Brendan Rodgers' pal. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers in the past couple of weeks, Alex has been talking about the weight that he's gained and, and the stature. And that, that's, that's all part of it for all, you know, talking about perhaps working on different things. Technically, he's now turned himself into the type of athlete which can bring something to a team which plays in... In a sort of high tempo manner The yeah. way Brendan Rodgers likes He's, 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 he's actually brought uh, power uh, To his game You know he looks as if he's physically Grown up He's starting to look like a man now Whereas he looked a, a bit spindlier When he was younger But th- with that technical ability And the way that Celtic plays A lot of giving goes A lot of triangles A lot of movement It suits him down to the ground And, and I totally understand Why Brendan Rodgers You know They're, they're uh, kind of safeguarding Their investment as well Gordon Tell me that wasn't the Nokia I just heard It was The infamous uh, Nokia uh, 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 <laughs> See if, if it I wasn't got, your birthday You'd be in trouble for I forgot that. to turn it off When the 7 o'clock news was on Right okay Anyway Somebody saying many happy returns Thank you Cash for Kids Mission Christmas 
Yes folks Can you believe it It is pretty much That time of the year In fact I decided to Bring my wife's car To work today I got in And to my horror A Christmas radio station Hugh I don't know oh. what she was doing Away from this radio station Obviously Yeah But Christmas songs Back to back On oh. uh, the 12th of November But anyway It is fast approaching And we all know that Christmas should be a time For families And celebration Unfortunately though the reality for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West is that it is just another day. What we want to do is make Christmas Day a little bit different for these kids, and that's where you can help. And when we say different, we just mean, you know, money in the meter, a hot meal, maybe even a small gift, nothing extravagant. We just want to make a difference with your help, and you can make it happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year. For instance, we've been uh, out and about hearing where your money can go. Don Middleton is from Motherwell Football Club's Community Trust. She helps keep uh, children active over the holidays, making sure they get food every day. Uh, unfortunately, though, she says child poverty is getting worse and not better. As we've offered out these free places at camps, we've discovered more and more young people struggling, more and more families that can't afford to put food on the table. And the children that we target are the ones that can't afford to come to camps. So, Every little bit of support, like the support we get from Cash for Kids, makes a huge difference to us and the work that we can impact in our local communities. So to donate £5, text Clyde to 70808 or Clyde 10 to 70808 to donate £10 and every pound will go to help children right on our doorstep this Christmas. The full-time teaser's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, it's time for the full time teaser. We get the question up and running round about this time. I was going to say every night, Hugh, but it took mm. a, a break for a week as you played Star Sixes, Read My Lips. Yes, you were uh, horrendous at it. Well, with universal laughter. Because I've read them all on social media People just thought it was hilarious Yeah it was pretty funny I must say you were brutal at it Let's see if you can redeem yourself on the teaser The teaser is very much back That means we need your questions So full time at Clyde1.com That's full time at Clyde1.com Send your questions in And we will try and use them on the show Colin Graham from Motherwell Has sent this one in tonight Got a bit of a, a Scotland look to it Because um, obviously the, the week that we're heading into um, But cast your minds back You lot out there You can help on Twitter at ClydeSSB Let's see how many of these you can remember Can you name the starting eleven? From Scotland's Euro 96 opener Against the Netherlands Jim Layton No, good start oh. Andy Gorham Yes John Collins Yes Gary McAllister Yes It's a good start actually I was being sarcastic the first time In case you couldn't Kevin Gallagher Couldn't tell Yes Wow McCoyst No Morris Johnston No Mm. Try to think. Uh, Duncan Ferguson? No. Oof. Craig Burley? No. Right, okay. Let's park that for a little bit. You can help out on Twitter at Clyde SSB looking for the starting 11 from Scotland at Euro 96 against the Netherlands. We've already got four of the 11. A good start from the guys Gorham in goals. Uh, the midfield's taking shape with McAllister and Collins. 
And they've got Kevin Gallagher Colin up Hendry Up front Right okay I'll let you sneak one more in Colin Hendry That's you pretty much halfway there yeah. So you've got plenty of time uh, St Mirren fans Partick Thistle fans Let's hear from you We've been looking at the top end of the table uh, Tables I should say The championship included What did you make of what happened at the weekend Particularly you Jags fans By all accounts the performance was better But the wait still goes on For that victory 01419511025 Duncan is in Barhead He's been hanging on for quite some time My apologies Duncan What's your point? Uh, My point is Good evening panel And many happy returns to you Thank you Duncan Um, First time caller After 30 years of avid listening (laughs) Uh, My point is that um, I've noticed a significant improvement In Morales of Rangers this season And I can put that down to probably his The coaching he's now receiving um, Strong on the ball Good finish You know, improvement Not getting caught offside, etc And I'm just wondering Given Rangers' recent announcement Of their 14.5 million deficit Would Rangers be forced to sell Morales In the January window At the expense of possibly winning a trophy this season? I think if an exotic transfer fee is offered Then all clubs, including Rangers Are obliged to think about it um, Because as you say, they have posted big losses There will be money to come uh, From the European run that they're on at present uh, So it's not dire But I think if any club gets a big offer I mean Celtic Celtic offered almost £20 million For Moussa Dembele So of course he's sold uh, I, the improvement in Morelos Can you imagine coming here Into this country And walking into a shambles Because that's what Alfredo Morelos did He came into the shambolic version of Rangers The one that uh, had Pedro Cachinha And then Graham Murty and, and the one that took regular beatings from Celtic And so on and so forth uh, And now it's Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister And uh, the, the atmosphere is altogether more productive so I think that's part of the reason why he has improved. But the short answer is, in January, if somebody offered fantastic money, well, Rangers would have to consider it. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I totally agree with you, uh, what you're saying, Duncan, in terms of his development. I think partly the coaching staff, but also the boy. I think he's actually uh, taking his game to another level as well. And, and I'll give you my, my reasons for that. He's holding the ball up a lot more. Uh, than he ever did And you're rightly what you said the Last year he was running offside He didn't have a You know in terms of A concept about What he actually running things So He's added all that uh, Into the mix uh, Every player has a, a a fee I think Stephen Gerrard's saying that But Where Rangers are at At the moment as a club I think he signed a couple Of improved contracts as well If my memory serves me right So I'd be really surprised If they took it Because they're supposed to have Knocked back 6, 7, 8 million Depending on what the, the reports were last year And I'll be honest I, I thought Rangers to bit the hand off, uh, off whoever was offering that money in China But Having seen the development this year I'd have to say that the figure's probably gone up again Duncan Yes um, No no thank you for, for the, the, the panel's comments uh, I genuinely believe myself That um, there would be A public outcry by Rangers fans If they took the money for them uh, As I say at the expense of Possibly winning a trophy um, I don't, you know, my friend Laurie earlier on was speaking about a possible two-horse race. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think there's teams in Celtic double it earlier in the season, come back, and Hibs and Hearts are having their blood as well, but I'm quite sure they'll come back strongly. And it's it's, it's great to see a challenge this year and more teams up the top fighting mm. um, for, the, for the 
the Premiership and, and long may it continue Yeah I suppose whatever happens Hugh and Alex it's it's, almost, it's a nice problem to have Because that's what Rangers have been have been missing In the last few seasons Is someone who's either So good that he can impact What you're doing on the field On a week to week basis Or is so good that he Is a major asset to you And, and, and can bring you in much needed funds So mm. if you look over the last couple of years I mean when would be the last big fee That, that Rangers received God, yeah. for a player So either way it's, it's a nice position to God, be in Gordon's here for a million pounds This is all this lad cost A million pound Hugh he, I think it was at 19 goals last year 15 this year His all round game's improved but if you look at his assists as well, you know, he's a handful, he's won penalties, he's he set a few on uh, for his teammates. So the whole package is improving and, and that's great business. But I think Rangers as a club will have to do that more and more and more because, you know, Celtic are doing it. We were just talking earlier on about some of the players that Celtic have re-signed recently. Uh-huh. You know, when you look at some of the younger ones, Forrest, McGregor last year, Christie and Sham. Rogic signed a long-term one, Tierney's on six years. So... Rangers need to get this right, Hugh, in terms of the recruitment. And when they get someone that's doing a turn for them, they have to reward them uh, properly as they've done with Morelos. I think Duncan raises the the most important point of all that this is a club still in search of that tangible proof that they have improved immeasurably. And that comes in the form of a trophy. And Duncan is one of those who believes that Morelos could make the difference between. Getting one and not getting one, so yeah, that's when you do have a decision to yeah, make. Yeah, um, but as I say, if the money was fantastic, if somebody came in and offered, for the sake of conversation, fifteen million, then obviously you have to think about it because Rangers are also uh, still going on while loaning or being loaned money. Uh, so if you get the chance to bank. Exotic money Then you have to give it some thought But I'm sure that Duncan Forms the majority of Rangers supporters Who think Resist For as long as possible Until a trophy's won Right so 141951 On the phones Twitter it's At Clyde SSB Stephen's on actually Who on one of the answers He says Kevin Gallagher uh, Did you happen to hear him Doing the, the commentary Or the co-commentary On Boca Juniors no. Against River Plate last night Stephen's not happy He thinks he's losing His Clyde Bank accent He never Kevin. had a Clyde Bank accent so that's Kevin, Stephen's accusation uh, But oh yes A true banky he was But uh, he didn't have A Clyde Bank accent Did you but, watch that game Alex? I didn't know I thought you were a football purist I thought you'd be all over that Last night? What a stadium that looks like I th- we'll, we'll take you there for your 99th birthday <laughs> Hugh Keevans oh, well. we'll get a Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard jaunt to La Bombonera and see if you see if you fancy it right 01419511025 is the number you need any more on this teaser Colin sent it in uh, the starting 11 from Scotland's Euro 96 game against the Netherlands Gorham McAllister Collins Gallagher and Hendry Tamboid yes great shout one more guess from you Alex and then we'll go I'm going for uh, Derek White Nope Alright William is in Aberdeen He's a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight William? Hi good evening panel uh, It's actually just uh, I want to make two points Okay uh, The first point is uh, You know if you didn't think There was a challenge from Rangers this year Then they definitely are Okay uh, I mean I was listening here I listen every night And you know High praise goes to Celtic And quite rightly so You know they scored 6 nothing. They, they won 4 nothing and they won 5 nothing, and they're going how great they were in attacking, and quite rightly so. But if you look at the league, they, there's only two points between Rangers and Celtic. But secondly, they both of them are on 21 goals, you know, plus. 
So Rangers have scored as many goals as Celtic has. But I don't think they've had, that, they had as much praise for their attacking football. Well, uh, as I said earlier on in the programme, and I have literally banged on about it from six o'clock, uh, Celtic have had a fantastic run uh, after their fairly mediocre start to the season. They went on a fantastic run, seven games won, 25 goals scored, only two lost, but Rangers are still only two points away. So for me... We're the same in goal difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going yeah. about Celtic. We've done, they, done this, they've done six <laughs> months and everything else. If we're being fair though, William... And, you're still 21 goals. Yeah. You're 21 goals plus. You're absolutely right, William, but but until yesterday, there was a six-goal swing yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so only six goals. You, you can't, I mean, you can't you make that point. Plus yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not you can't only. make that point until plus last night. You know? As I said at the start of the programme, arithmetically, realistically, statistically, indisputably, there is a competition. So... My second point, Hugh, and I don't want you. I, I, I know a caller was on the other week about this, okay? And you just blew it away, okay? And I don't want this subject just blown away, to be honest. I think Neil Doncaster is mismanaging Scottish football, okay? Now, the reason I say that, okay, is the TV rights are coming up. And I'm not being disrespectful to any club, okay? I mean, for example, we, 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 we had Livingston and Rangers on the TV. When obviously the top game, that wasn't the top game that weekend. This weekend there, we had Celtic and Livingston, we had Hamilton and Rangers. You know, we've got a great product, okay? We've got Brendan Rodgers at Celtic, top manager. We've got Steven Gerrard at Rangers, worldwide name, and English English fans want to see him, okay? Uh-huh. We've got Steve Clark there doing a brilliant job at Kilmarnock. We've got Neil Lennon doing a great job at Hibernian. But all we do is we sell our rubbish to the TV. We sell our worst games. To me, I can't. No way. And at the weekend with the English football, not have their top game on the TV. But you're slightly missing the point here. If you forgive me, the point is that if the game is at Livingston or at Hamilton. A limited number of Celtic or Rangers supporters can be there because they're small grounds. Therefore, no, you you, you need to honestly. No, you, you, you're asking for it. You're asking for it. You're, you're asking for an explanation. You're asking for an explanation, and you're not allowing me time to give it to you. Okay. If you're at Hamilton or at Livingston, I fully understand that they're not the glamour fixtures, but they're small grounds. And a small number of Celtic or Rangers fans can get in there. The attendance at Livingston yesterday was just over 9,000 because it's a small ground. Therefore, the television companies know two things. They know that there's always the risk of a shock and Rangers suffered that shock and Celtic very nearly did as well yesterday. And they also know that the vast majority of Celtic and Rangers supporters can't get in but want to see it. Therefore, it becomes a better idea to show that and if it was, uh, you know, Celtic Rangers games you get anyway, Celtic versus Rangers or Rangers versus Celtic, but they are shown at Livingston and Hamilton because mm. it's a small ground. I suppose what William's saying though is, is it perhaps time because we generally don't show home Celtic or Rangers games in the league f- from a showcasing perspective. I think that's where William's coming from. Correct me if I'm wrong, William. Is it yeah, is it is it, is it time is it time we do that? Well, but, and I don't mean that disrespectful to Livingston or anything like that. You know, we just need to show our top games. And, and if that is like Hearts versus Celtic, or it, 
you, you want to showcase your games on TV and sell your product. Well, 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 we, we, do, we do show games like yeah. Hearts versus Celtic. We just generally in the league don't show Celtic versus I, Hearts. I can remember it on successive nights taking my grandson to see on television the Edinburgh Derby because he lives in Brighton and doesn't see Scottish football. So he watched the Edinburgh Derby on television on the Tuesday night and on the Wednesday night he watched Aberdeen against Celtic from Pataudry. And we saw them both on television on successive nights. Yeah, William's point though is if that Celtic game had been at Celtic Park it wouldn't have been on the telly. Uh, but there's a very sound reason for that because Celtic are going to say we want 60,000 in here mm-hmm. and if it's on the television we might not get that. Thank you to William in Aberdeen. It's 01419511025 if you want to join him. I can see you playing along with the teaser on Twitter. Oh. Uh, so well done to you. Token Jester's got a few. Peter Gray... He's thrown a couple in there I can tell you he's got, uh, he's got a couple of wrong ones as well Scott Wright has got A good few of them as well I, I, I'll give you a clue Scott and a few others are going for the likes of John Spencer Who is not on no, the no, list no, no. So we're looking for the starting 11 From Scotland's Euro 96 game against the Netherlands Gorham, Henry, Boyd McAllister, Collins And Kevin Gallagher That's what you've got so far Morris Malpass Nope Pat Nevin No Tosh McKinley Nope Stuart McCall Yes Pat Nevins up before No uh, Robertson Left back No So you've got four to get Let's see if we can get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims For 40 years we're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here And they've got work to do on this teaser That was sent in by Colin Graham from Motherwell If you've got a question, we'd love to have it We'd love to get it on the show So send it to fulltime at clyde1.com That's fulltime at clyde1.com Starting 11 is what we're looking for The starting 11 from Scotland's Euro 96 game against the Netherlands You're doing alright You've got Andy Gorham in goal uh, you've got some of the back four You've got Colin Hendry and Tom Boyd Into midfield you've got Stuart McCall Gary McAllister and John Collins Quite a good team that by the way uh, And up front you've got Kevin Gallagher So you're looking for one, two, th- four more Right, okay uh, Colin Calderwood Yes What a shout that was We were going to go with Goffey But it's clearly no Because we was one of the two Was Darren Jackson there? No Gordon Jury? Yes Alright, this is decent You're only looking for another two And you've got about ten minutes to get it You're going to absolutely scoosh oh, this uh, Hugh, a lot of the show we've spent talking about the, the, the top of the table The haves, as you call them uh-huh. What about the have-nots? Let's hear from Gary Caldwell After another defeat at the weekend Jags fans, get in touch Was the performance better? Are there signs that things are on the up? Or are you still wondering where that win is going to come from? Yeah, that's football uh, Very frustrating, but Said to the players, extremely proud of them. Uh, that's how I want to see the team play with energy, uh, attacking, a desire to, to go and win a game and gave, gave absolutely everything for this football club today. And Whilst we are bitterly disappointed uh, in terms of where we were this time last Saturday, it's a bit of progress and, and we have to build on that uh, to, to keep changing, to, to ultimately win, win a game. That will, that will give them the belief to go and win more games. Penalty must just show the luck of the clubs haven't it at the Yeah, you make your own luck and we have to keep working hard to, to change that. Uh, but we had a big week this week in terms of the, the culture within this club and the, 
the spirit within the club and I think we made progress and, and I think you could see that with the performance that we made progress. They were together, they gave everything. Uh, some individual performances were excellent and, and the character of each player was, was shown today. So we have to build on that next week and I said to them it's it's only us that can change it. You know, we can't you know wish for anyone else or, or hope something bad happens to anyone else in terms of their results. We have to keep working hard to, to change the, the run we're on. The system seemed to work well, Gary. Two, you know, two strikers were a nuisance all day, weren't they? They were, yeah. But I, t- I actually said to the players before the game, you know, that it's, it's, it's desire I want to see, it's commitment, uh, and I think whatever formation we played today, the, their attitude and their mentality to the game was was first class, and uh, you know they have to keep believing in that and keep providing that uh, or producing that every day, uh, and then take it into matches. Come on you Partick Thistle fans Still time for you to get in touch And tell us if things are indeed on the up Was that a better performance? Is it moving in the right direction? Or still worried about where that win comes from? Well Gary Corwell speaks about spirit, culture, philosophy That's not half as good as points, goals, progress He's had four games, no wins uh, Falkirk next week away If Falkirk were to win that match Partick Thistle would be bottom of the championship uh, and it would be crisis time then So he he really needs someone Who can put the ball in the net On a regular basis Easier said than done, I know uh, But that has to be a priority for Partick Thistle And at the moment No luck going their way at all Blair Spittle has a penalty When they are one down on Saturday And misses it This is what's happening to Partick Thistle They're, they're in the middle of a bad run And they really need Something to lift them psychologically When I mean, things aren't going your way Alex you, you, you sometimes miss penalties And then you get into the dressing room at 5 o'clock And find out that Alawa have won And Falkirk have won as well And it just makes your situation seem even worse Yeah it compounds it uh, Hugh's right what he says there in terms of goal scoring But I would suggest that you know they need to sort the back line out Also Hugh oh. Seven defeats on the bounds yeah. you know, that's, that's some going uh, So they're not keeping the back door shut And they're struggling to score goals uh, final call probably tonight Unless he's ridiculously quick Is Campbell Who's a Rangers fan from Bells Hill What's in your mind tonight Campbell? Hi Graham Thanks very much Hello uh, Hi Hugh Hi Alex how Hello you Campbell. Hi uh, Hugh I'd just like to start off with Wishing a very happy birthday You're very oh, kind nice. Thank you Thank you very much It's just two quick points uh, The first one is actually about we uh, Glenn Middleton uh, It's just I'm sure it was Murty that signed Middleton In January I'm sure uh, That's correct uh, Yeah he came from Norwich uh, I was just Yep, I, I was just looking, I looking up uh, on what he was like and things like that and I just thought he was an exciting player. Actually going to see him playing at Ibrox when he was coming on in subs and things like that, he was just lighting up the full stadium. It was absolutely superb. So I'm absolutely over the moon. He's getting his chance and he's grabbing it with both arms because he's the type of players that we go and pay to go and watch <clears throat> and he's absolutely superb. Alex, is it, is it down to him to... You know, I'm going to say do a Ryan Christie. I just say that because we've been talking earlier. Like it doesn't matter how or, or why or when you get your chance. It can happen because of injury or suspension or the manager looking to rotate things. Once you're in there, it's about trying to stay in there. Yes, on paper, people might think, well, he's got a tough job to keep Ryan Kent out of the team, but, but he's in it at the moment. And if he keeps performing, yeah. that's all you can do. Yeah, I think he scored two in the last two. Gordon uh, Moore scoring in the, uh, yesterday. He brings uh, plenty of pace. That's his, his attribute. He's got unbelievable pace. He's very direct. He backs defenders up. And as a supporter, that's exactly what we want to see. I said a couple of weeks ago that I'd like to see him driving in, in the park more uh, to mix it up a little bit, to give the defenders a, a tougher 
time uh, Different options And he actually did that well Yesterday a couple of times And I thought alright Okay he's starting to adapt his game And this will come Because he's so young So he's a, a really bright prospect And Rangers will be happy with him But you're right what you say He's got the jersey at the moment If he continues to score Then it becomes more difficult For Ryan Kent to get in But from a Rangers point of view there's more options in the wider areas because for, for too long they just had the, mm. the one options. They had Murphy last year and Candace on one side, but they'd nobody to mix it up. And he's been part of a, a relatively successful Scotland youth team for a couple of years now. Guys like Zach Rudden, who's in there, he's on loan at Falkirk, Jack Aitchison at Celtic. Um, in an ideal world, you raise these guys from whatever age you bring them all the way through. But is that is that still a market the Rangers can look at? You know, he was he was in the youth team at Norwich, yeah. And then you, you can still bring guys up at that stage and, and add the finishing touch if you like to push towards first team level. I, I would actually suggest that Rangers, Celtic, anyone who can actually go down there and and effectively nick a talent because it's been happening for so long up here. Hugh, yeah. if you can identify the right boys, pay a development fee for someone that's at Man United. Whether they would leave But if you give them The promise of playing In front of 50, 60,000 Then that may well be The carrot To showcase and move on Similar to Dembele uh, Campbell did you have A second point? I did uh, It was just a quick point About uh, the David Proven Comment in the tabloids The other day there uh, Regarding about Stephen Gerrard he, he thinks he should Cut his ties And, and, and move on Because he's going to like, Kind of Give himself a bad reputation In management I just don't I don't understand that at all I, I mean I think As time goes on I think Steven Gerrard's stock is actually going up for what he's doing. His man management skills is obviously absolutely superb, as in the way Morales is playing this year is now and, and, and other, mm. other individuals. But this, when I read that, I was actually a wee bit annoyed about that, you know, because I'm, uh, I just I just didn't understand it oh. at all. I just wanted to see what the panel thought of that. Hugh, that is the life of a columnist, yeah, and it's yeah. never good when that goes out and the team goes and wins 7-1 well, that afternoon. Yeah, that, that always happens. Uh, but having been a Sunday paper columnist in my time, uh, you know that's your that's your job. You write what you think is the case, and that far be it from me to interpret Davy's words. He's perfectly all right at that himself. But the point he was making was that if Stephen Gerrard is up against Celtic with the best part of thirty million pounds in the bank and able to spend in the transfer market, he may be in a position such. As Liam Brady was in the early 90s Where Rangers had the, all the money And the players And were going towards their nine in a row uh, And he was not that fortunate So that was the point he was trying to make But as you say Gordon What happens then? Rangers go out win 7-1 in the afternoon Thank you to Campbell in Bells Hill How are you getting on with Collins? Teaser full time at Clyde1.com Please send your questions The starting 11 we're looking for From Scotland's Euro 96 game Against the Netherlands You've got Gorham, Calderwood, Hendry, Boyd, McCall, McAllister, Collins, Jury, and Gallagher. So that means how many are you looking for at the moment? Two. You're only looking for another two. Have you got any names for me? We, we have come up with Stuart McKimmy at right back. Yes. You have indeed come up with Stuart McKimmy at right back. Jog, we're looking for a striker. <sighs> I've got a name, but I'm. Go John, on then. John Robertson. No. <laughs> Give us a clue. No, it's not too early for that at all. He also played his club football in Germany and the Netherlands. Big in Rambo. fact, Big no, no, Rambo was never in Holland. Oh, Scott Booth. Yes, yes, Scott Booth. Well done. That's you. You've completed it with. 
45 seconds to spare Better than usual And I've got to cram in My thanks to the gentleman Who heard us discussing My granny and Betty and Tanners Last week And sent me in some Tanners So he has And you's even brought them Into the studio So thank you For that kind donation Don't you be spending them On the way up the road On your birthday carryout I know what you're like Anyway thank you Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray For joining me Gordon Duncan Big thanks for all the calls And tweets Apologies If you didn't get through It was busy as always But you can have it, your chance to do it again tomorrow 6 o'clock We'll be back in the company of Gordon DL and Roger Hanna In the meantime though Callum Gallagher is up next So stay where you are Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to thompsons.com